Hey, what up, y'all? It's your man, Uncle Dub. Uh, this is a quick Tuesday Sports Wagon Sprint episode. So um, for those of you who may be new to the podcast, um, I typically do full episodes. So the latest episode is episode 76 that was posted yesterday. So go check that out. But I do sprint episodes to kind of cover maybe one topic, one issue. Um, they're usually their sprints because they're usually not terribly long. But I kind of wanted to uh, take a moment to uh, kind of do an update and kind of just talk a little bit about the Naomi Osaka situation. So I talk, I've talked about this over the last couple of episodes, so episodes 75 and 76, I covered um, you know what was going on with her. Um, so the latest, so she was fined um, after her first match on Saturday. Um, she was threatened with being defaulted from the tournament. So after some thought and consideration, the very next day, so I guess that was yesterday, so today's Tuesday, so yesterday she was uh, she decided to withdraw from the tournament. Um, her thinking was, you know, she didn't want to be a distraction. She didn't want to be the essentially the the focal point, considering that, you know, this is the second major. You know, folks, you know, really want to talk about the tennis, the goings on on the court. But that was really a, a big um, off the court issue, if you will. So um, if you recall, the reasoning for her. Uh, not doing uh, press conferences. She said that, you know, primarily, you know, one thing was just kind of being subjected to kind of just the constant questioning, the questions being similar, the same, blah, 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 blah. Also, you know, she, the biggest thing was that she uh, said that she had been suffering. She said she's had some mental issues that she was dealing with. And she came out later to say she's been suffering from, you know, anxiety. And, and it seems to me that, this young lady cannot win either way. So she releases the statement at the start of the French Open. She she states what she's going to do. Um, it comes out later that you know the uh, the Grand Slams, I guess, as a whole. So someone representing all four or some committee, what have you. I don't know how it works. Um, sent her a letter saying that you know we understand what you that what you said, but you could be fined and further actions could happen. So. She makes a statement and then people get on her like, well, why can't you do what you're supposed to do? And you make millions and millions of dollars. You need to do these things and yada, yada, yada. All right, fine. So she gets she takes the fine. She's going to pay the fine. Fifteen thousand dollars. That's probably pocket change for her with the money she's made. Then she says, you know what? I don't want to be a distraction. I'm going to um, you know, step aside. And then now the criticism is, oh, you're a quitter. This, that, the third or uh, the, the one that I love was people are going, well, you got enough energy and gump to play the match, but you can't suck it up and sit through an interview. And I liked how um, that, that particular last um, point, I like how what uh, Stan Van Gundy, he, he was in a tweet thread, I was reading some people's comments, and he basically responded to that by saying, have you ever thought that people um someone like her that suffers from anxiety that this could be a way for her to cope a way for her to have an escape and it amazes me how people have such little empathy that for me i can you know speaking personally i had friends in college that i think it was one of the first times that i you know knew people and were around people who who were who were dealing with mental illness and it 
taught me a lot because I got to interact with these people and I got to see them in different states and different conditions. And sometimes they would say, you know, hey, look, I'm not feeling it today. Can we like hang out another time? And I'm like, hey, that's no problem, you know. But it's a situation where I don't understand how people cannot be empathetic, whether you know someone, friend or family member that has mental illness or you know has an issue that you just can't have empathy. And Coach Van Gundy was right, you know, well, maybe she has what it takes or maybe playing tennis is that refuge that she needs to kind of help her cope. And then if you think about it, if you go sit in a press conference that, you know, they're going to ask you all these crazy questions and it's just, you know, got the cameras and the lights flashing. Um, I'm sure you how old I am. I don't, well, cameras have flashes. But anyway, um, they're going to ask her all these questions. And, and I'm sure for her that can be very, you know, you know, very anxiety inducing. Um, so I said this on Sunday. So um, shout out to uh, the High School 510 podcast. I'll be on their show um, this coming Friday. So shout out to AG3, uh, DJ Arden, Captain P-Funk. Um, so we talked about this on, on Sunday, and I said that, you know, Naomi Osaka is the hero that we do not deserve because, you know, she, you know, when she started to win, when she won her first major, and every time she's won, she's she's very humble, she's very quiet, she doesn't want, I don't think she wants to be in the spotlight, but she is. And if you think about someone like that being in the spotlight can potentially bring out certain feelings of anxiety that, you know, are probably very difficult to deal with. And so, and I say she's a hero we don't deserve because she has done a few things that um, I think the press in some, in some terms, in some ways, not everyone, but in some ways, there's this narrative that she's kind of the anti- Serena, the anti-Venus, you know, she's, quote, respectable. But now that she has, you know, once, you know, we had, you know, we're a year past George Floyd and his murder. And now that she has come out as someone who is very pro-social justice, who is being a voice for the voiceless, now that narrative has been turned on its ear. And people, I think, are really turning on her because, you know, she is doing what a lot of people didn't think she would do. Um, I've always commended her for the things that she's done and what she continues to do. And, you know, I am wanting more understanding of this from other perspectives. So I'll be investigating that hopefully upcoming. But um, I, I just, my, my whole thing is, can't can we just let, her do what she does to protect herself because here's the thing if you know and again this is you know god forbid this would happen but if say her anxiety ramped up into something more serious and it turned into something that you know she's not okay then the question will be well why didn't she do this and why didn't she do that she is doing everything she needs to do now in order to protect herself, to protect her well-being. So why in the world are, and I'm not saying everyone, why in the world does she have so many critics, people who want to essentially 
tear her down for protecting herself. You know what I mean? Um, and then, of course, you know, there's, you know, there's that. And I go always go back to these folks. There's the shut up and dribble crowd. And then there's they're still saying that, you know, hey, you don't have the right. These these people are saying you don't have the right to protect yourself. You have to continue to do what we want you to do on the court. And you have to go sit in that press room and take that. And if you do more than that, so if you play your sport, play your game, you go sit in the press room, do that dance, and then you go on with your life, that crowd is happy with that. But if you're doing more than that, so as I just spoke about, you know, she is breaking that narrative because she is speaking out. She is using her platform effectively. And because of that, now it's, well, you should do it anyway, and you should continue to kind of mold yourself to what we want. And and basically what it is, is this is the crowd that wants to kind of keep her in a box of, you know, we want to put you in your place. And that's really... You know, isn't that kind of what we've been seeing, um, you know, in the last few last week or so with the NBA? You know, we've got these fans who are acting out, who, you know, spitting, throwing popcorn, throwing water bottles. You know, it's, you know, you're nothing but my entertainment. I want to keep you in your place. So do what I want you to do. And this is that in another way. Because the narrative is, you know, well, well, you're you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You make all the money in the world. In other words, you should be thankful that you can play a sport, make millions of dollars. Now go sit in that press room and take whatever they're going to dish out. And I say that for Naomi Osaka, I am, again, very proud and happy that she chose to protect her peace, protect her mental. And, and as I've said, she, you know, she seems like she does not want to be in good and in bad. She does not want to be the center of attention. So she decided I'm going to step away from this because I want my fellow players to be the center of attention. I want you to focus your attention on these players because that's why, that's why you are here. You are here to watch tennis. You're not here to watch me battle with the powers that be and the press over my desire to protect my peace. So, and I talked about this in my last episode and I really didn't think about that as a possibility, but once it happened, I said, you know what? I totally get it. And that is extremely, I don't want to say it's gracious of her because what I want to say is she did it for all the right reasons. She did it, like I said, to protect her peace and to put the attention on where it should be on the tournament, on the actual play on the court. So kudos to her. Shout out to her. I hope that she takes the time to, you know, to kind of, you know, work through whatever she's working through. I mean, will she be, you know, back on the horse by the time we hit Wimbledon in July? I don't know. Will she feel the same way? I don't know. I mean, she only knows the answers to these questions, you know, but again, you know, we kind of keep seeing this same narrative in sports, especially with black athletes, 
but it's just being done in different ways. Okay, so you've got the absolute abhorrent violence that is happening. And yes, these acts, although, you know, spitting and throwing things, we don't think of them specifically as being inherently violent, but they are. I mean, technically, that's assault. So these are violent acts, but these are violent acts because you've got fans who are so inclined to believe that they have all the power in this, that, you know, as I say, you're here to do what I want, so you do what I want, or you didn't do this thing the way I wanted it done, so I'm going to express my displeasure, take my displeasure. On the other hand, you know, the these ignorant narratives against her, uh, Naomi Osaka, and what she is trying to do to kind of balance out her career and her and her personal life and protecting her peace, you know, these are the ugly narratives that we've gone through. You know, well, why can't you do it? Okay, then she walks away. Well, why are you being a quitter? Why were you playing tennis in the first place? You should, if you can play tennis, you can go sit in the press room. So again, these are all ways by which fans tend to continue this, you know, we're gonna put you in your place. And I applaud her for not, you know, bowing to pressure. I applaud her for, um, you know, kind of saying, I'm gonna take myself out of the equation. And I hope that she will be well and be getting better over the time that she takes away from uh, the current goings on in women's tennis. So with that, I, I kind of wanted to, to throw that out there to you guys or something else I was going to talk about, but I don't remember it because this is, this is all kind of off the top of my head. I mean, there's so many things to kind of to talk about in relation to this, but, you know, um, I just wanted to get that on record by saying, you know, I really am, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's disappointing that she had to go through this. But what it does show you is it shows you that where we are as a society and, you know, the people who want to kind of keep up this thinking that, you know, we're all equal now nah, where we've uh, equality has never docked on the shores of this great nation. And it still has it's that 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 ship is still way out in the middle of the ocean trying to get here. And until we get people to really stop and critically think about what's really happening because, you know, it's funny. Um, you've got all these people who scream and yell about how poisonous the media is. And, you know, you can make some arguments there, but these are the same people who every day for hours and hours at a time, dip their toes into the well of some of the most poisonous media that we have seen ever. You know, I mean, um, I'm sure that, you know, that, you know, right wing media has been around for, you know, probably longer than I can remember, but it has just become so insidiously poisonous that, you know, it's, you know, it's almost down to the point that here are people who tell whole lies just to get people to understand their position. And then these same people go out and tell these same incredulous lies and advance these same narratives. And these narratives 
don't help the the conversation that we're trying to have and to try to improve um, improve the the, the racial uh, the, the racial atmosphere in this country and I think I sort of spoke to that uh, a couple episodes ago in episode 75 all right so I appreciate you listening if you have comments or or want to kind of talk more about this you know hit me up on Twitter it's Uncle Dub I-T-S-U-N-C-L-E underscore D-U-B um, so unless something else happens <laughs> uh, you might get another sprint or uh Take, keep keep a lookout for the new episode on Friday. So we'll kind of uh, recap the week. We'll kind of maybe come back full circle on this. If anything new develops, we'll talk a little French Open. Actually, I actually wanted to do a French Open update, but I'm maybe maybe tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but we'll definitely get to some French Open on Friday because this will be the end of the first week. And really, um, if you are one of those folks that follows tennis, most of us unless there's some really big match early on, which there's always a possibility. Usually folks are following it. I haven't really checked any scores yet. I'll probably start looking at the scores now. But about midweek, about end of the week, we know that we're going to be heading, making the turn into the more critical uh, rounds of this tournament. So it's about to heat up. So we're going to see where all the stars are uh, in both the men's and the women's draw. So until then, uh, Be good, be easy, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.